Let's bring in now the voice of the Kamloops Blazers, John Keane. John, how are you handling this hey. sportsless life that we live in right now? Well, I'm, I'm too much of a square, so I won't be partake, partaking in 420 today. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, as you know, uh, I'm working pretty much for the most part out of home unless I have to come in and do some things. And it's been a bit of a transition, a bit odd, but... You know, days like Wednesday's uh, Bantam draft, I'll have to be uh, there at the battle station there at my desk at work there. So it's been a bit different. Yeah, it's been a bit different for all of us, but I appreciate you still taking the time. And I'm just happy that we have, a, although not a ton of news, really, some news still that is going on when it comes to our Kamloops Blazers. And uh, with that in mind, I kind of wanted to, to dig through this a little bit with you. So, of course, the Blazers did get to play 63 games. They were able to claim the BC Division title and lock that up before the season was called. So um, hopefully we get a band raising here at the very least next year but in terms of these awards they're just going to start by going through them and of course the big one at least in my opinion the big one here uh, for the team was Logan Stankoven named the WHL's Western Conference Rookie of the Year. Uh, not really a surprise here led all 16 year old players in goals with 29 and 58 games and he had another uh, 19 assists for a total of 48 points so not not a bad season here for the uh, the young 16 year old. Yeah, it was great, and, and I think he definitely would have uh, broken the uh, club record for most goals by a 16-year-old. He finishes uh, tied with 29 with Rob Brown, and, you know, a special, I think it really came on for him in the second half of the season. We saw uh, a four-goal game, remember that, in mid-February against Victoria, where uh, Blazer fans actually chose that as the top uh, home ice moment of the season, which is too bad because, you know, this team had a long playoff run in it, and uh, it, it didn't happen, but uh, great, great for him, and, you know, the sky's the limit here 29 goals in a rookie season i mean that's uncharted territory for me i don't really know where we go uh for that next season but uh but well, quite the campaign and and as advertised right i mean we as a camel's kid you know there's a lot of expectations and highly touted and you know media sure talked about him a lot so it was nice to see him go and have the year he did yeah he lived up to the hype that is for sure so i guess when looking at him and, and next year and maybe you know trying to take his game to that next level um obviously 30 goals would be a, a pretty easy target to set for for next season assuming we do get a full year in we won't get into those um <laughs> predictions and at this point but if we were to get a full season in i would expect at least 30 goals would be the goal for him but in terms of those assist totals i mean only 19 here this year um so i mean i think there's some room to grow in terms of that playmaking ability as well well, picture this. If everything goes off as a hitch and in a perfect world, Stankoven next year is on a line with Connor Zeri and Oren Zintazo. He takes that place where Zane Franklin was. Now, now this is just on paper. This is, you know, just maybe where he'd fit in. We, we did see him slide into there on occasion. So imagine that. Imagine the potential there uh, after, you know, you mentioned the 29 goals and maybe the limited assists, and all of a sudden you have uh, Sintazo, a 40-goal man, and a potential first-round NHL pick on the other side. I mean, that's pretty incredible stuff that, you know, you could load up. If, uh, that, that makes me just feel so bad if, if for whatever reason, uh, the Blazers can't play, you know, on time or, or things are delayed or, or not at all for, for next fall and, and into the winter. Yeah, and, and, you know, speaking of the, the roster on paper and what it looks like right now, I mean, it sounds like it's going to be a, a pretty easy job. I mean, when you're taking what this team looked like here this year and uh, projecting it into next year, of course, you're going to lose some some great 20-year-olds in Max Martin, uh, Zane Franklin, of course, the leader of the team, and um, uh, Ryan Hughes as well. So definitely some, some loss coming, but, I mean, they do seem to have the players right now to come in and fill that void. So general manager Matt Bardsley named the WHL Western Conference Executive of the Year. Um, what are your thoughts? 
thoughts, I guess, on what he has to do here this summer. And we'll get into Wednesday here next, but let's just start with sort of the overall performance here that, that he has to look forward to over the course of these coming months to get ready for the 2020-21 season. I mean, like I said, it seems when, when you're talking about what that projected roster might look like right now, I mean, it sounds like he might be in for a pretty easy summer. Yeah, and first of all, congratulations to him. I mean, this is uh, these awards are almost a pay-your-dues type of award here where the league is, is very much there to reward the, the, you know, the executives and the coaches that have been there a long time, that have, that have put in their years. And for Matt to be just the second-year GM and get this chosen by his peers, I mean, that's, that's massive for him. And, and, yeah, he has set things up pretty well here you know, moving forward, Jeff. Uh, when you think of it, they have a pretty good top nine returning uh, to next season. They're, they're solid in the crease of Dylan Garand. We know that. Uh, and, you know, maybe if there is an area where they may need an upgrade, uh, you know, a defenseman or two, it would be, yeah, it would be the blue line. And I think, you know, when you lose guys like you know, like Max Martin and, uh, you know, you're going to have to make a decision on your 20-year-olds as well. I think you can have one but not both of Montana, Onyebuchi, and Sean Strange. So right away you're taking, you know, two of your top four D-men right there. So you're, you're looking at that scenario there as, uh, as probably a defenseman. And, you know, and I think there's probably so, some, some wish lists and things to shore up for sure. But, you know, I think, um, you know, he, he's done a great job here of, of building a roster that not only can be a, a one and done, but, but more than that here and try to carry it over successive seasons and, and be a competitive team year in, year out. Now, speaking of those 20-year-olds, uh, there are quite a few on the roster right now. Uh, you can't keep them all, unfortunately. we got Orenson Tazo, Brody Stewart, Riley Appelt, uh, Tyler Carpendale. Uh, you mentioned Sean Strang as well as Anya Bucci. So lots of decisions to make on those 20-year-olds. But looking ahead to this draft on Wednesday, the WHL Bantam Draft, typically a time where you might be able to you know, see some movement of those types of players. And then, of course, the draft picks and the Blazers have 10 selections in the first six rounds, 19, 27, 52, 60. 82, 85, 107, 116, 127, and 128. Uh, so lots of action that they could be, uh, you know, in terms of picking new players and then, uh, you know, some, some intriguing options probably to add to packages if they wanted to go out and make a move. But I guess what are you looking forward to here on Wednesday, given that, um, you know, the, you had mentioned in our sports earlier here in the hour that uh, there probably isn't going to be quite as much trade action here this time around. Yeah, there probably won't, and that's just the uncertainty, right? I mean, you can add a player. Uh, let, let's say that you, you don't get to see that player go out and perform until, you know, after winter or, or whatever. I mean, uh, it's just tough. I mean, things might be back to normal as far as, you know, playing the game. Crowds might be a different story, but you, know, you really can't go and, uh, and, and go and, and spend a lot of assets on the unknown. With that said, we're seeing some player movement today. Kate Oliver, uh, a really good player from Victoria there uh, in a swap to the Edmonton Oil Kings today. So there are some players being moved around here, um, but but I, I think what we will see is the Blazers make their 10 selections more than likely uh, through those first six rounds so that they could be virtually done their selections by the end of round six, which would be amazing, and that's pretty rare. And then they can you know, move those picks, so maybe trade the seventh, eighth, ninth pick uh, for next year or the year after uh, to maybe pad up those because I, I think 10 selections is going to be a, a lot. And you know, you, the final number that you mentioned there was 128, so 10 picks in the first 128. Uh, they should be feeling pretty good about you know, the, the talent they can build in what is supposed to be a really deep draft. Uh, Jeff, we're talking this could be one of the better drafts in, in years as far as uh, top-end talent and depth throughout the draft here, so I think they feel pretty good. 
Right on, John. Well, thanks so much for doing this. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but I appreciate it. It's been, uh, what, almost a month probably since I've had the chance to have you on the show. So glad to have you back, and uh, hopefully uh, there's more sports for us to talk about in the not-too-distant future. I'm keeping my fingers crossed on that. Yeah, you bet. Look forward to it. Nice to have this in this better time slot here as well here. You know, maybe yeah. a bit of a, more of a time to, to prep and buffer here beforehand. Uh, especially when you're coming back from those road trips. That'll be a big help. Uh, yes. All yeah, right. Thanks, bet. John. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, John. You bet. That's the voice of the Kamloops Blazers, John Keane. And as I was talking about those 20-year-olds, probably difficult for other teams to even want to think about trading for them just because we don't know what the season is going to look like. So hard to make a decision on overagers at this point in time uh, when you're trying to make projections about what the season will look like in terms of a timeline. Uh, so it's going to be a good draft here on Wednesday. We'll watch the Blazers make their 10 picks and then uh, try to uh, fill in the gaps from there.